Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Cow Corner Podcast. With me, the dolly dropper, James Hurl, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. For your latest dose of all things Alberbury Cricket Club and Shropshire Cricket League. How do, Mon? Welcome to Cow Corner. And welcome to episode four of uh, the Cow Corner podcast. How are you, Hurley? Yeah, uh, as always, I'm really good, mate. Uh, well, slightly sore back after yesterday, but uh, we'll... Uh, Get I'm on. sure we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll get onto that in due course, yeah. And yeah, well, really good because we got off the back of episode three, our big pre-season preview, which, uh, wow, did record numbers. Considering episode two, we just about reached 200. Uh, episode three, at the time of recording now, is now up to 545 plays. Fantastic. Which means that overall we've got to 980. 89 overall plays. 989? Yeah. So if you add the runs that I've scored in my first four knocks of the season to that, you nearly get to a 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> so close. So ever so close. <laughs> uh, now, yeah, so we're close to our 1,000. And, yeah, there's a lot, a lot's been going on. Well, we've had a lot of clubs have been going through their pre-season. Shelton have signed another new player. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Someone remains unsigned. <laughs> it's Zimbabwean international player, apparently, uh, under 19. And yeah, well, we also went on a suit fitting for James Harrop's uh, wedding. Did you? Yes. Andy Harrison's the best man. It was a, so it was a they fun day. So a lot of material. <laughs> yeah, they did. You're fortunate. Well, I think just about ran out once they finished us all, but. Uh, yeah, uh, safe to say, even the tailor got bored of uh, Andy Harrison's say, 100. <laughs> talking of Andy Harrison, I did have confirmation that he did score a Birmingham League ton. Now, apparently, I'm the only person in Shropshire that didn't know about this. Well, I'm also apparently the only person in Malta that didn't know about this. <laughs> because he does like to mention it, apparently. 
<laughs> yeah, even the tailor was, uh, like I was saying, the tailor was rolling his eyes after a while. But yeah, we've had a pre-season, which for us uh, started at a very cold, very, very cold day at uh, Harper's. Harper's, yes. Harper Adam College. The 14th of April, I think it was. Seems a long time ago now. But it was a victorious start to my captaincy of uh, Grasshopper's Sunday team. We won by two wickets. I clearly wasn't in there for my cricketing ability, having scored a duck, dropped a dolly, and anything that came to me went straight through me. So I like to look at myself as the Mike Brearley of Grasshoppers. I'm in there for my captaincy <laughs> and nothing else. Very good so captaincy. It was, it, was yeah. a, it was a good result. Um, <laughs> wickets for Jerry App, 4 for 45, and a couple of each for Nick Broadbent, Timmy Cliff and Andy Harrison. And then in the chase, which we got eight down, there were runs for... Matt Hartshorn, 54, and Joe Brown, 37, not out. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, what's the matter? Uh, no mention of my 44 in there at all. Um, but no, now, that's I'll okay. Tell, this that's is going to be a long session now, because <laughs> so far this season, I'm averaging less than two. You're averaging over 100. <laughs> this is going to be a painful hour. <laughs> the James Hill hour. Welcome. <laughs> um, no. Um, yeah. No, it's, well, yeah, it's a good... Bloody cold. It was, uh, it was a cold. day where you wear all your thermals and uh, every time you filled the ball, it took, took, it took you about another four balls to be able to fill your fingers again. Well, which, I didn't uh, fill the ball. To a comic extent where I fielded two balls quite quickly in, in succession, lost the feeling in my fingers and when I went to throw it, the ball literally dropped at my feet. But um, other observers would say that's not too dissimilar from my usual thermal. <laughs> <laughs> for my usual throwing distance but no yeah uh, it was good to get out in the middle came in at three and uh, got to 44 which was you know a good start to the season for me well done mate it was quite, it was quite good, good, but, good uh, debut for Grasshoppers yeah and um, it's, it was quite a nice play for Grasshoppers because uh, you get uh, we got the ins and outs of uh, all that was going on and a, a few uh, few exclusives um, which obviously no longer exclusives because uh, it's <laughs> been a couple of weeks now but um here's what the lads had to say ab after the game so we're here with andy harrison first game of the season <laughs> grasshoppers against uh against harpers uh not uh, not a century though no unfortunately not but uh joss elliott did uh amazing and we won the game and he didn't really need me so it was fantastic highlight of the match Probably James Hill getting runs. I've never seen him bat properly before. Normally bats like a bit of a remmer. But, um, yeah, he scored a few good runs. And uh, there was some dodgy fielding, actually. The highlight of the game was probably watching you drop about three after the <laughs> amount of dolly drop comments you put on uh, Cal Corner. Dropping all them catches was just uh, the highlight of, uh, of the day. Fantastic. This can be edited. So, thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, editor's dream, Joe Brown. How would you find the game today? Well, uh, early. what can I say? Mm, thank you very much, Joe Brown. Lovely. Joe Yap, just for anyone who doesn't know, uh, what's the whole concept behind Grasshoppers and how did it all come about? No! Oh! <laughs> in 1903, well, in 1903 <laughs> after World War II... <laughs> win or lose on the booze. <laughs> but but more, more so win and, win and drink. It's a, so, it's a social thing on a Sunday and we love it, so I'd invite everyone to come and, come and experience what we're up to and there's lots of fixtures across the season and if you want to play us also, there's a couple of fixtures free, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, and I think Andy's got those to One come, so 
so feel free to to get involved in what we're doing yeah so some uh interesting thoughts there and uh i was introduced to the concept of mole mole <laughs> yes. mole <laughs> yeah uh do explain basically mole was keith yap's nickname keith yap has now left the club wants nothing to do with them whatsoever although he's just been on tour with them um and as i've taken over his role as captain of the sunday team i appear to be mole too even though his son plays for grasshoppers on sunday <laughs> so whilst i stayed in there uh, well an ever changing the ever changing weather of shropshire uh you uh you went out on tour joss i did yes i spent a week in malta it was non-stop non-stop basically and we went out there we played three games played on good friday easter day and saint george's day recorded one win against a fellow touring team called beehive and lost twice to the local club Marsa. i think my highlight would have to be watching craig heath against beehive scoring a hundred and then retiring including some of the most immense sixes I have ever seen. He switch switch hitted a six, and he you know he cleared a, a marquee. They were just massive. It was very entertaining, very good to watch. I also got runs in that game. I scored five, my highest score of the season. <laughs> good one. Um, but but it but yeah, it was, it was nice to get away and with a great bunch of people. <laughs> and Joe Brown. Oh yeah, he was there as well. Yeah. <laughs> So whilst you're out there uh, living it up, boozing it up um, with grasshoppers, I was I was at home and uh, I ended up turning out for Calverhall. Um, you're going to get a reputation of club hopper here, isn't you? <laughs> I know. How did you end up playing for them? Uh, so basically, uh, Oswestry, funnily enough, it starts with them, everyone's favourite club, um, were asking for a, a, t- a friendly for us, their second eleven, And uh, when... I I tried to see if we could I could get anyone to play and when when we couldn't the uh, captain said that he knew he knew someone who was looking for a game on Saturday and if I fancied joining them, him in playing for Calvall so being the cricket mad enthusiast that I <laughs> that I am I th- I said yes and yeah it was a fantastic day and uh, it's a lovely place to play cricket and. Um, yeah, really, really good bunch of blokes. I can't really stress that enough. It's a really, really fantastic place to play cricket. If, obviously, if you can't get to Alberbury, you know, Calverhall would be the next, <laughs> possibly be the next best club to go to. Really lovely place. Really, really scenic. The The people are fantastic. And uh, I have to say they've recruited, wow, this, this player is straight, Come straight from Huddersfield via the Caribbean. Um, he was the first game for them. He played uh, in Barbados, and he'd not played in Huddersfield. Moved, moved to the region, and uh, just rocked up. Said, "I want to play for Calvall. They've signed him on. All right. So what do you do? I bowl. All right. Okay. You any good? What do you do? I air bowl seam. All right. Cool. Cool. Are you fast? Yeah, I've been clocked around 90. You're kidding. <laughs> no. well, he's playing Division 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, this. Um, so we're all there going, all right, okay. Cool, maybe Maybe when he says 90 means kilometres and all this stuff. But uh, either way, still pretty rapid. Yeah, so he, he, he... I can't really say he jogs in. It was like a very languid, a very loose... 
stroll kind of in about, off at about 10 yards. The guy is built like a Greek Adonis. Muscles coming out of every <laughs> everywhere. It's just like proper bodybuilder kind of thing. And yeah, just strolls in like the care in the world. Bit Joffre Archer-esque. And then, I started thinking Sammy Morris-esque. Sammy Morris-esque. And then all of a sudden, jeez, the wicketkeeper that day for... Um, and his gloves went about five yards back. <laughs> Absolutely so ridiculous. Yeah. Oh wow. And, I didn't. I didn't even see it. Up? Yeah. I didn't even Maybe see it. it. He didn't even see it. I think the problem he may have for Carvel this year is that he's that good. He's that quick. That he's people. Not wa- <laughs> well, that and also I don't think anyone's going to get a bat on it. I think the the only runs people scored against him went. It were a snake. One went through the slips so quickly, the slips were stood about 20 yards back. So how far <laughs> square leg would Charlie Bourne <laughs> Very far. It was, it was, the slips were stood that far back that it went through and they they still hadn't moved. <laughs> it had gone past them. But no, he looks I'm a serious player. I'm quite Division 4. <laughs> yeah. Are we playing Division 5? Yeah, so... Uh, no, yeah, really good play, he looks like. And obviously, you know, uh, they've so also got some other good players. They've got a lad who opens the batting for them who turned up at the end, who looks a really nifty little batsman. And also some other good people who keep the club together. And um, I actually gave an interview to uh, the main man of Carver Hall, Ollie Griffiths. I know Ollie well. Yeah, he's, um, he's on the evening league committee with me. Top bloke. So let's have a listen at what Ollie had to say about Carvel and his thoughts on Carvel this season and all things Division Four. Uh, so it's James here for Cal Corner Podcast with Ollie from Carvel. How are you, Ollie? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah. So uh, came here today and had a little pre-season game because they were a couple short and had a really nice day. So um, Ollie, can you tell us a little bit about Carvel Cricket Club, please? Yeah. So we um, are a village club. We've got one team, uh, one midweek team. Um, used to have two, but now just the one. Um, we reformed... The club's been going a long time, but we reformed in 2004 after the foot and mouth outbreak because it affected us as a village club, um, as, a good, as a good many um, rural clubs it did. Um, and we entered one team into the Shropshire Cricket League, and in 2005 we entered a second team into the Shropshire Cricket League. Sadly, we lost that in about 2012. Um um, yeah, we play in Division Four of the of the revised structure of the Shropshire Cricket League, um, and yeah, it's um, it's village cricket, but we we like to play and hard, but have have fun at the same time. Don't take it too seriously. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's the main thing really for many of us who play, kind of well in this season from like Division Four downwards. Really, kind of all about the enjoyment. And so, yourself bowler but what else do you do in there what else do you do at the cricket club so i am chairman of the cricket club but i'm also the groundsman of the cricket club um so i live about 30 yards from the cricket pitch now uh, as of january and um most of my time in the summer is spent here either mowing the grass or marking a wicket or you know whatever needs doing cleaning the changing rooms um (laughs) Stock in the beer fridge, you, you, you name it, it's, uh, it, it's uh, something that seems to get left to uh, us few that are willing to do all those jobs. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so doing a bit, bit of everything. So uh, Division 4, new season, new league structure, how do you think you'll get on? 
Well, we had a good year last year in, in what was Division 3 last year before the restructure. Um, I think we finished fourth by two points, um, but we were in the mix to win the league going into the last three or four games. Mm. Um, and I think this year we've got some difficulties because we've got two club weddings um, and a no number of other weddings locally, stag do's. Mm. So I think some of our core players are missing seven or eight games this year. So mm. I think it's, we've got a new captain this year in Akeel. Mm. I think um, it's a year to consolidate and literally do as best as we can. A couple of new faces in. Uh, we've lost a couple of faces through work and, and other things. So I think if we can finish um, top half to towards the top of the table, we'll have had a good year. Uh, but it all depends on availability, really. Yeah, I've been played with these guys today. I don't think you'll have much struggle with that. You've got some good players. And from what you've said, you've got a few players out as well today. So, yeah, players to look out for on the play cricket then this season. Who are your main men? Um, Andy Green is um, our number one batsman who has been has won our batting award for the last four years and sadly he's missing a few games this year and um, we've got Ben Oakley back this year so he, he he lives locally he's been in Australia for the last couple of seasons so not been able to play much cricket but he's back this year um, and um, I think you've seen today he scored 63 runs in quite a short space of time so he should be pushing for the for the, for the for, and we've got a new guy in um, Kareem this year um, quite a pacey bowler, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes this year in, in the Shropshire League. Um, so, yeah, it should be an interesting time. Um, you know, we bat all the way down and, and a good number of our players can bowl as well. So, you know, we're handy in all, in all aspects, really. Thoughts on teams to beat this year? Who would be the main men? Um, so, is this the same few, really? Fensbank, um, Chelmarsh are always good in this league. There's a few new faces in Maidley and Bridge North. I don't know what sort of standard they're going to be. I, th I believe they're quite good, but we'll, you know, we'll we'll wait and see um, um, what it's like when we come. I think it's going to be a very competitive league. Um, over the last two or three seasons, I think Division Three has been one of the most competitive in terms mm. of um, every team can beat every team mm. on on their day. Um, and I think there was six or seven teams going into the end of last season that were you know were in the mix. So. Very competitive, but at the same time, the majority of, of the teams we play, um, well, the majority of the people we play are all playing in that same spirit, playing it to, to enjoy it, but, you know, play hard, but play fair and, and have fun. Yeah, sounds good. So, first game of the season, what's your prediction? How do you think you'll do? Because by the time this goes out... You'll have had it, and we'll be able to. <laughs> we'll be. <laughs> we'll be able to comment. <laughs> oh, so of course the other team I forgot is Wheaton Aston have come down mm. from what was Division Two last year and into Division Four this year, um, and they're a very strong outfit. Um, mm. So they've got some very good players there. So it'll be interesting. I think, you know, on our on our day we could we could beat them, but I think realistically on the form that if we can get a draw out of it, I think we'd be mm. doing quite well. But we can beat them. But they certainly are able to beat us. They've got some very good players at Wheaton Aston. So um, I would say it's going to be. I would say, like to think it's going to be a tight game. Yeah. Um, and so I'll say we're we're going to win. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Put your money on Calvary to win the first game. Ollie, thank you very much. Good luck with the rest of the season. Thanks, James. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, really good. Like I was saying, really, really good club and. Uh, if you are out there and you're looking for a club to go to, Calville, fantastic. Really can't say can't say anything better than that, really. And actually, most importantly, they put on an incredible spread. Amazing spread. I know 
we're not allowed to say this, but it possibly challenges Olber Bree's teas. But does the day I do them. <laughs> but no, fantastic tea. I uh, couldn't get enough of them. Can Jimmy Harrop would love it. Can they drink? Yes, they could. They they well, they even had their own tap, and um, which actually, you know. We have to do pay our respects, actually. They did uh, lose one of their members uh, over the winter. So, yeah, if they are still fundraising or they get anything going, they I'll ask them to put something up and we'll uh, see if we can get their cricket community to do something for them um, because they are a really great club and, you know, anything we can do could be good for them. Yeah. So, final thing that happened... Um, in the pre-season, apart from me continuing to try and knock my bat in and <laughs> trying to successfully score some more runs, um, is that Henry Dawson actually passed on the uh, the reins to me of these his cricket Shropshire Facebook group. So, uh, yeah, we're going to try. I'm going to. Are you into social media, Hurley? <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Is yeah. What you do, is it? Yeah. So um, I'm looking to. Yeah, I did well. So I'm going to look to. Uh, try and uh try and bring that up and try get some more activity on the group so if you are interested please help me out and try and post try and post your own stuff on there we i am posting stuff about the podcast but if you are you know want to post some things like which will help us on the podcast or want to talk about you know like who did well in your games and who are your players or post your match reports and things like that you know Really good content. Let's get people knowing about what's going on in your clubs through this podcast, the Facebook group and all sorts. Um, it'd be really good. But yeah, um, we've also had some good reviews, Joss. Have we? I know. Why? Um, so firstly, I'd like to say that um, for the first time in my life, someone's complimented me on my line and length. <laughs> Ian Slater complimenting saying that we've got some good lines and a perfect length. Good old slats. Um, Don Bradburn um, upgraded his comments this week saying it was another masterpiece uh, and that he was also best seat in the house for Andy's 100. Interesting. So more confirmation. Oh, it, it definitely did happen. Uh, yeah. Mark Bissell said it was an or Bizzell, I, sorry mate if I've pronounced that wrong, murdered you live on air, um, said it's an interesting listen. Uh, John T. Mountford said, new to the league and they've already cut us out, that's towards Schiffnall twos, we we do apologise. Apologies uh, Schiffnall, sorry about that. Well we did, we did back you to win the league. Yeah we backed you to win the league and uh, well obviously we're sure that the more that, the more that goes on the more that you'll feature. Uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how you do this season. A good start, but we'll go into that more later. Uh, Tom Anderson says he's loved the podcast so far. Fair play, lads. That's quite good. And uh, Jonathan Davis said more. Well, said the same, um, and he also agreed that the new town attack looks decent. He's got plenty of options, and uh, someone called Andy Harrison. Um, also said that he loved it. A highlight was these. Uh... Birmingham League hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a highlight. Is talking about his Birmingham League hundred, and uh, he also uh, complimented on our length. Um, yeah, I don't it's think I've been. For me. <laughs> yes, and uh, 
So we'll say no more. And um, yeah, he also said that he agrees with our prediction of Schiffnell and Shelton being the two uh, to look out for. So um, where are we going to go with the podcast uh, today or tonight or whenever you're listening to it? So we're going to start off with a, we're going to have a little teaser, cow corner question of the pod. So every every episode from now, we're going to set a little teaser for you all, a bit of a trivia question uh, for you to have a little think about during the podcast. Uh, if you are on SoundCloud, you can um, can actually put your answers in whilst the podcast's going. Um, no spoilers if you do know though, and um, we will reveal the answer at the end. Um, then once we've done that, we'll uh, once we've set that, we'll review everything that's gone on in week one. So we'll go through all the leagues. Um, we'll go Some through in more detail than others. Yeah. What will happen in the future is we will do features. So we'll do a feature match from each division where we'll concentrate on what's gone on there. So big games, and then we'll kind of gloss over the others, highlighting big performances from certain players. So if you do well or you want us to bring anything up, do let us know in future weeks. From there, we're going to talk about standout performances. Then we're going to talk about Alberbury's first game, because I know we're all desperate to hear about how that went <laughs> up. Yeah, well, Hurley's going to talk too much about that. <laughs> That's for sure. And uh, then once we've done that, we're going to summarise and debate and put together starting 11, best starting 11, best team of the week from all of the Shropshire County Leagues. So make sure you listen out for that one. We're going to have a little bit of debate about who should go into our side there. And um, that's a thing that will going to roll on to all of our episodes where we're going to kind of like gloss over who's who have been the star performers. And then finally, we're going to um, set you our nominations for Player of the Month. So each month we're going to do a little Player of the Month award. Um, you don't get really anything except a little badge and uh, a well done. Uh, <laughs> unless uh, unless we get unless uh, at some point we find some sponsorship. If anyone fancies sponsoring this, uh, <laughs> the Player of the Month, then we can give something away. We'll put those out and then we'll put it to a vote on the Facebook or Twitter or something maybe. Uh, where you can all vote for who you think's your player of the month uh, for the other Shropshire leagues. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's get going. Right, so quiz question. So today's quiz question, Joss, is... Yeah, go for it, hit me with it. Uh, it's quite an interesting one, actually, and uh, one I'm not sure whether many people will get. So do let me know what, what point in the podcast it twigs, if you don't get it. Uh, so you're f we're going to give you our first clue. So your first clue, we're laughing because Joss actually just shouted out the answer, but I've taken that out in editing. Right, so your first clue is that this club played nine miles away from their named location. So they were a cricket club who play in the Shropshire Cricket League who played nine miles away from their named location. That's clue number one. Clue number two will be coming up after Division 2 previews. So, anyway, let's move on to the Premier Division. The Premier Division. 
So, we move into the Premier Division and, well, only four games went ahead and a rude awakening for Allscott. Yeah, they, um, they had a tough fixture. I mean, Quat were runners-up last year, so it was always going to be difficult and Allscott were promoted, obviously. Mm. So, um, Quat batted first, piled on 242 for nine. Um, highlight was a hundred, unbeaten 100 for Terry Hughes. Uh, although... Allscott have got some new guy who I've not heard of before, Joshua Norris. Five for 56, great effort from him. Mm. Please let us know who he is. <laughs> We'd love to know. There's only one game in play cricket, so I'm assuming he's possibly a new signing from somewhere not in Shropshire. And let us know if he's not happy at Allscott. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Albury. Yeah. But no, yeah. Um, but in reply, Allscott, unfortunately, were 8-1 all out. Uh, Gareth Jones did the bulk of the damage for Quat with six for thirty-four. Mm. Well, yeah, well, Quat looked to be in some kind of a difficulty when Hughes did come to the crease. To be honest, they were well seventy for four, then eighty for five. Not not an ideal start, but I guess with the conditions of the day and being first game of the season, you wouldn't you wouldn't really expect too too a higher score. But yeah. then, yeah, Terry Hughes yeah, great. started slow, but then. Smashed it for the second half. He uh, his first fifty coming off eighty six ball, coming off eighty six balls, and then. Can, can he, I just ask Hurley? Have you spent since Sunday, since yesterday morning, just looking at play cricket? <laughs> you seem to know every single stat. <laughs> no, uh, fortunately they give you highlights, but uh, no, Terry Terry Hughes. Well, I looked at highlights. I don't know how many balls it took him to get to fifty one hundred. <laughs> You're stalking the bloke. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was, I was actually um, talking to. Uh, well, it was whilst I was at the game uh, uh, at the Shelton game, uh, I was talk, we were talk, looking over it with Don Bradburn, and he mentioned it actually. So yeah, Terry Hughes, his first fifty came off eighty six balls, and by one hundred and thirteen balls, by my poor maths, that's twenty six balls, he'd reached a hundred. Yeah. So his second fifty came off twenty seven balls. That's some good going, including eight fours and four sixes. That's big time, that is fair play. Go big or go home. I know, king of the swingers, big one. Pretty decent score. With, um... 242 is quite a daunting, daunting target, I think, especially mm. first game of the season. Um, and if Carl Sterling doesn't fire up, mm. you're in trouble. I mean, great respect to all Scott. He's been their, their mainstay for many years. Mm. Yeah, second top score with 15 and yeah. Luke Thornton with 33. But moving on. Performance of the week. Performance of game day week one. Got to be Newport, 256. Newport, 256 without loss. <laughs> what, what a start that is. Poor old Bowmere. Um <laughs> Getting a game on. Getting a game on on a day where it's miserable. I know. Baltic. Obviously just chasing <laughs> a ball. And Maysam Jaffrey, and apologies if I spelled your, I pronounced your name wrong. Maysam Jaffrey, 136 not out. Sam Paps, 93 not out. To score 256 without loss is phenomenal. 50 um, overs of chasing a ball in the cold. And in Bowman's defence, you know, they, they were all out for 170 in reply, but that's the third highest score in that division that day. 170, you know, it win quite a lot of games. Mm. Tom Ellis, 75, good knock from him. Um, but Newport's bowler, Sam Davis, figures of 5 for 55, which um, did the bulk of the damage. 
So I don't think Burnley should be too disheartened from that. I think it, mm. it proves Newport are going to be strong. Yeah. Um, it's a statement of intent, isn't it, for Newport? Yeah, putting their but, um, <laughs> putting their stand out there. But yeah, the Burnley, I don't think we'll struggle too much in this division. Mm. Big shout out to Sam Paps though. Um, it's well, it's his highest ever score and uh, highest ever score. His previous highest score was fifty three, which he scored for the under fifteens in well, two thousand and seventeen. So he's still a young lad then. Yeah, and his highest senior score before that was thirty two for the second eleven last year. So to come in. First game for the first eleven. Well, not for, it may not be his first game for the first eleven, but I mean first game for the first eleven this season. Opening the batting, ninety three not out. Fair play to the lad. Fair Is play. Keeper as well. Yeah, yeah, keeping as well. Yeah. Fantastic. Good keeper. see. Good see some youth and obviously a good talent and will obviously probably go far, won't he? Yeah, I think so. And after that, Sentinel. 163 for four. So I had a good win at Maidley. Mm. Um, dismissed Maidley for 160. Wicket shared amongst uh, amongst everyone, really. Unfortunately, Timmy Cliff didn't get a wicket on his debut, but good scene playing um, yeah. Premier League cricket. And Sentinel knocked them off in, I think, just over 25 overs. Um, big hit to Craig Heath again. Undefeated 72, and Jamie Weir, I think, got just shy of 50, mm. 47 or something. So, good good, good start for them. I think they'll be up there at the end of the season. They're, mm. they're, they're a good all-round team. Yeah. Craig, he's really shown that he's one of the premier kind of players in that division. Really, and actually, I've like got a question, which I hope either Andy or Joe can answer for me. Why was Andy Harrison batting above Joe Yap? I saw that as well. Seems strange. Do they do it in weight order? <laughs> no, because Andy behaved with <laughs> Go to show you get on the podcast, you get moved up in the batting order. <laughs> it's not all. It's not all bad, but no, yeah, it's, it was. It was good. It was good to see uh, Tim Cliff get uh, getting over. Hopefully, hopefully more in the future. Yeah, get some of that W column. And uh, we'll finish it off with the final game, which came as a shock to many people, but probably not to the team themselves. Werfield putting away last year's Birmingham League Division 1 and many people's favourites for the Division, Wellington. Yeah, great result for um, for Werfield. Um, I, I must admit, no disrespect to Werfield, I was a bit surprised. Uh, they dismissed Wellington 143 mm. and knocked them off just two down to win by eight wickets. Um, damage, I'm not going to pronounce this guy's name right, but the damage was done by Michael... Diakovo. Diakovo, I think so it is, yeah. So apologies, Michael, if you spelled that wrong. I'll just call him Mike. 82 not out, so good knock from him. Well done, Werfield. Great start. And mm. you've proved, proved us wrong, so um, good luck to you. Mm. The Werf pack looking strong. And, yeah. you know, makes you think, what are Wellington going to do this season? Are they going to be as strong as everyone thinks? And are Werfield contenders? Let us know, guys, in the comments below. So after that... We move on to Division 1. Division 1. So we move on to Division 1 and a division that we would normally go into a little bit more depth about due to the fact that it is the division that contains Alberbury's first 11. Um, so normally at this point we'd be talking about Jimmy Harrop's failed captaincy. Or Ollie Corbett's failed captaincy. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? <laughs> talking about... 
how much I've had to edit Charlie Bourne's post-match interviews. <laughs> but what happened to Petrol Farm? Yeah, so sadly, overnight, the covers got blown off. And uh, the pitch got rained on, which sadly meant that there was no play at Alberbury. So there's uh, no truth in these rumours that we'd take five points against Brisbane seconds and that... A group of local farmers are going to push the covers off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no, yeah, definitely, definitely wind. And uh, I mean, I think Bridge North 2s, despite the fact that they've come from the Birmingham League and that they won and are, were unbeaten this season before, it's it's still an unknown and you would still like to back Alberbury to do a job. And, well, Harrop would definitely oh, back himself to do a job. Um <laughs> But no, yeah, it was uh, disappointing and uh, they'll have to wait till next week. But anyway, we'll start with the main event of Division 1. And uh, because we left them out, it's only right that we start with them. And uh, we're going to start with uh, Nockham and Kinnerly I mean, versus Shifnal. <laughs> so Shifnal seconds, who a lot of people's favourites for this division... Got off to uh, the start, we all thought they would. Mm. Knocking reduced to 99 for 9. Off, I can't remember how many names it was now. I think it was reduced. 30, I think 30, it was. was it? Yeah. Um, Dominic Ashley picking up 5 for 30 for Schiffnall, so fair mm. play to him. Only only three of the knocking batting lineup getting double figures. Yeah. David Ogden, the star event, it looks really. And Hugh Morris down the order got. Did he get double figures? Hugh Morris, yeah, thirteen. It's with knocking. Stalwarter knocking, really. Knocking, are they going to like? Well, if any of you read Jamie Dowley's uh, Shropshire cricket like preview, he you know he brought up the fact would would knocking really miss the runs of their overseas from last year? Keys, will that be a problem? But Shifnal. Shifnal, not I think we're five down, so you know knocking got a few wickets, but um, yeah, it's. It's fairly convincing, I think, for Schiffel second. So, good start mm. for them. Um, one to look out for, definitely. Mm. Well, a strong bowling attack anyway, isn't it, with Calvin Priest? Calvin John... Priest, who plays for England over 50s. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Australia in the winter. And uh, Johnny Mountford. And, and I, I, I seem to remember Calvin went for, he got two wickets and went for no runs at all. Went for eight off six or something, was it? Calvin Priest? He went. He went for nine runs, got two wickets, three maidens off six overs. This is pretty much what I just said. Losing <laughs> <laughs> one run out. <laughs> so yeah, great for him. One point five an over. And actually, interesting to see their number five back, Vivian John, who was, uh, who was the who was the lad who played against us for Harper's, the the spin bowler, who oh, uh, yeah, turning it both ways. So, and he didn't even get a bowl. So. You know, they've got strength and depth of their bowling and, you know, that's that's obviously where they're going to win a lot of games this season, I think, really. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, Schiffnall getting off to a great start and, uh, well, the start that they would want to, bagging 25 points, knocking, getting three. And uh, moves on to Ponsbury versus Kund at possibly the coldest venue. Uh, uh, <laughs> open to the elements and apparently absolutely Baltic. Yeah, good game though. Close game. Ponsby batted first. Um, 191 all outs. Runs shared around everyone, I think. Adam Williams 
good to see him getting wickets. Well done, Adders. Four for 51. Good performance from him. Uh, in reply, Kund were dismissed. 17 runs short of 174. Um, standout performance with the bat was Pabal Kumar Sahar. Scored 53. Great to see him get some runs. Well done, Pabal. Mm. Uh, bit of mixed fortunes for their overseas players because um, the newbie Salah Ahmed and Mohamed Qureshi didn't really fire. So, unlucky boys. Yeah, so uh, not the start Kund want really, kind of coming back into Division 1. Uh, being beaten by Ponsbury and being bowled out at that. Uh, it's shaping up to be a good, good season already in Division 1, it looks. And because our game was called off, both of us had the joy of going down to see Shelton Beacon. But we sadly missed each other. <laughs> we did well. It's not, it's not necessarily sadly. <laughs> yeah, went out to watch, and I, I just like to say, fair play to Beacon. Five or six weeks ago, their pitch was two feet underwater, and they got mm. a game on, which is more than we did. Although <laughs> we did, we did get more points than them, but um, that's by the by. <laughs> so fair play, um, Beacon were outdone by Shelton's bowling attack really they were dismissed for 45 mm. uh, Dom Bradburn on his debut well done Dom big follower of our podcast I believe got 4 for 12 mm. and uh, they knocked them off in I don't know how many overs but 2 down so 10 over well 10.4 overs quite yeah. convincing for Shelton it was yeah it's, it was quite <laughs> a... so as we suspected um, Schiffler and Shelton mm. both recording victories yeah, it was well at the at the game. It was another cold one, and it was the Beacon outfield was, well, that their, their groundsman is the council, so it's kind of depending on how they go. And it's, yeah, it was very long, and many shots creamed, and were just slowing up just outside the square. So, Beacon were saying that they thought par score was around one twenty, um, but it, they were just saying it was so hard to bat out there. One with the bowling attack that they were facing, but also the conditions and. That they faced as well. Um, I have to say, watching Shelton, I, uh, their new bat, Alan Morris, looks a real player. Uh, he looks he looks a class above. And, uh, Beacon dropped him early on. And uh, not to say that it would have made too much of a difference because their batting attack goes very deep. But, but yeah, so after the game, I caught up with a couple of the Shelton lads and uh, one very depressed Beacon player. Let's have a listen to what they have to say. So we're here stood in uh, Beacon's Pavilion out of, on a briskly cold uh, April afternoon where Shelton actually got a game on today. And I'm here with uh, Ben Matthews and Sam Griffiths. Uh, how did the game go today again, guys? Well, I guess you could say definitely to plan. Um, though cricket isn't always plan A, but yeah, today went pretty good. Uh, started with Mosel in the toss, putting them into bat, and then our bowlers execute plans exceptionally with Sam obviously keeping it very tight and then the new lads Dom and Simon doing well and obviously the uh, underrated Ben Chambers also chipping in too so yeah it feels like it went pretty well. Good start of the season for you then Griff. Um, many wickets today? Uh, two wickets so uh, not, not too bad as a, as a starter um, but to be honest it's just nice to not go for any runs so I think I went at one and over and I think the rest of the lads pretty much did the same which is always good it's a good start and to be, uh, to be fair winning the toss and at, at the moment I think it is actually raining so uh, we timed it pretty well so uh, yeah it's good to get, get the first win Yeah what was it like bowling on that track today? 
Uh, it was very helpful, to be honest. It, it was, a, it was a, a lovely track to bowl on. Um, it, the wind helped as well, so it was swinging and seaming, which is uh, both beneficial. So mm. uh, if we could have a few, few more of those, that would be perfect. A <laughs> uh, question for you, Ben. With all the uh, signings that are coming in, uh, what was it like? To, how, are they, how are they bedding in at the club? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously it was good to see like Alan, the, the top of the uh, top of the order, doing pretty well there. And as I said, Dom got four wickets. He, uh, mm. the old golden arm ball, two rank balls to start off with, but um, obviously took two wickets, which was uh, a great start for the man. He, he was starting to tire in the field a bit because he's, he's used to bowling sooner than that. But uh, yeah, he, um, he's happy. And then um, obviously Al Ramsey, he was a bit late. I think he had a football commitment prior to today, but. Um, He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's embedded his personality into, onto the club pretty well, so I think yeah, they're going to fit in pretty well. I think they're going to pretty, pretty well, yeah. And uh, early claim for best-looking man in Shropshire cricket? I, I can't think of too many. Brian Jones, actually, maybe. He used to play for Wham. He's great hair for a, an older fella, but, um, oh, he's up there. He's definitely up there. And personality-wise, he told me in the middle he loves running, which is, I mean, what more can I say? So for the listeners at home, uh, please describe who we're talking about. And this is... Alan jo- Jones, is that right? No, 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 sorry. Alan Morris. That's Alan Morris. Yeah, I'm, the, the diet plan's definitely kicking in as of tomorrow. Definitely a bit of a bromance going on, don't you think so? Oh, definitely. It's, uh, it's nice to have uh, Ben to have some competition. He thinks he's the, uh, the fitness uh, king, so uh, I'll, be, I'll be looking forward to him going back to the gym. And definitely some time to research on your new signings <laughs> next week, Ben. <laughs> um, so, final one. Start with you, Sam. Uh, hey, Mr Martindale, how are we? <laughs> um, big game tomorrow against one of your former clubs, Shrewsbury in the Cup. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Um, as soon as we saw it in the, uh, the fixtures, um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, there's a lot of lads who are still playing who, when, I, when I was still there. Um, and to be honest, I'm hoping that we can have a uh, show, oh, turn up and do ourselves proud, to be fair. So um, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Mm. Looking forward to it. Reckon you'll get any wickets? I hope so. I really, I really do hope so. Um, if, I can, uh, if I can get uh, Will out, who Will's one of my uh, groomsmen because I'm getting married later on in the year, just a little humble brag there. Um, <laughs> Uh, so he's one of my grooves, and so I'd quite like to uh, get him out. That'd be uh, that'd be a, a very good day. Much chat on the WhatsApp groups, or uh, there's a bit. Yeah, there's a bit of chat. To be honest, I've been I've been texting Will. Um, any image I can find of Zombie and Bold, I think I've found it and sent it to him. So, uh. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, final one. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, what what's your prediction for the season? How do you reckon you'll do? Hard to say. I, I think you've got to see how all the teams do. Obviously, it was a good write up. Um, on the Shropshire, the Shropshire page, so he did a pretty good preview of what's, you know, of what's to come. So I think today it's actually good to get a game in, and, and I think you know, the Beacon might do better than the rest of the season, but I think we've come on a bit of an off day, and also we've, we've performed pretty well. So it's really hard to say. Obviously, we're quite ambitious. We want to do as good as we can. Um, so I think it's, if we can get that, that sort of side, then we want to be pushing for the league. So, but you know, we'll have to see. Teams win and lose throughout the season, slump performs, whatever. So we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, and especially with a lot of teams not playing today, it's a perfect start. Well, thank you very much, guys. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Love that. Cheers, James. So we're here with Jamie Martindale and social media secretary. <laughs> oh, no, he's run off. Uh, so uh, on the losing side today, Jamie. Yeah, um, very disappointing, obviously. Disappointing to start the season, but um, I'll be very, very surprised if we play a better team than that all season. Mm. I know shift on next week will be very tough. Um, but I think you have to take your hat off. And, and if, mm. if you finish above these boys this season, then you're going to have a very, very good year. Mm. Yeah, well, I didn't catch the first innings. I got here for the second. But uh, what was it like out there? Well, you didn't miss much, I've got to be honest. Um, obviously, we were rolled over for 44, 45, whatever it was. Um, 
they're good bowlers. They're experienced bowlers. They put it on the same length. They put it on the same line. Um, and, and the pitch does the talking. And, and ultimately, they're better players than us. Mm. Um, so, if, yeah, it's disappointing, but we'll move on for, for next mm. week at Schiffnall. Two, <laughs> two games this season, wicket-keeping for Hoppers and Beacon. How are you finding it? Well, you can see my little fingers a little bit swollen here from the first <laughs> ball down leg side. But um, I enjoy it. It's different. It's a lot different on a Saturday. A bit more pressure, of course, than, than a Sunday. Um, but it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Um, and hopefully I'm only going to get better. But whether I'm a long-term solution, I don't know. Hopefully Lewis grows up, uh, grows up earlier than expected. And he can have the gloves back. Any news on the overseas? Uh, I believe it was announced this morning, actually, or this afternoon. Oh, um, so I think he arrives next week. Um, so he should be all being well. He should be in the squad for, mm. for next week at Schiffnall, hopefully. Predictions for Schiffnall next week? Do you reckon you'll do better? <laughs> um, well, I, well <laughs> I think we've got a few missing as well. Hopefully we've got a few to come back in. Um, but we know it's going to be another tough test. But if we can go out there and just you know, do ourselves do ourselves justice, do our best, pick up a few points. Mm. Hopefully the games um, after that will be a little bit easier. But um, we're realists, we know it's going to be hard, but we'll give it, we'll give it our best shot. No worries. Thank you for chatting to me after you've lost, Jamie. I know it must be hard. All the best. No worries. No worries, James. <laughs> I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> so, yeah, if you do know of someone who's uh, better looking than Alan Morris or, you have, or you've got a better claim for the best looking player in Shropshire cricket, do let us know. Also interesting fact is that uh, Ben Matthews struggling to uh, remember all the names of these new signings. Well, there are a lot of them. <laughs> a brand new squad, pretty much, uh, for their first 11 that, that week. But yeah, good performance. And uh, yeah, Jamie Martindale sounding uh, thoroughly depressed for Beacon. Um, be interesting to see how they get along this season. And uh, yeah, I think they'll be up against it this year. Uh, be interesting to see how their new well, overseas does. So I think I think we discussed this in the last podcast. Well, I think you're right. Beacon ourselves, um, Ponce being Kund, and Knockin, mm. probably all gonna and Ellsmere, mm. in and around it. All aren't gonna we? struggle, I think. So it's a big win for Ponceby. Mm. Huge win. It's gonna yeah. They're gonna be like big. Well. In football, you'd say six pointers, but uh, yeah. I don't really know what you'd say for a 20, fifty pointer, <laughs> a big fifty pointer, and uh, yeah, I think that about rounds it up for Division One, and we'll move on to Division Two. Division Two. So we move on to Division Two, and Division Two had a bit more success than Division One, is in that they only had two games cancelled off, and uh, there was a bit of mixed success for the second eleven teams who were in our division last year, Joss. There were, yeah. So, um, Sentinel Seconds, for example, we were in Division 5 with us, sorry, Reserve Division 1 with us last year. Mm. In the restructure, we are in Division 5. They're three divisions above us in Division 2. They got off to a very good start. They played Monty. Um, Monty posted 134 for eight, thanks mainly to Andy Barker, who has maintained his indoor form with uh, 57. But uh, Sentinel knocked them off. Two down. A good all-round performance from Niall Salisbury, mm. who I know played a few first-team games last year. He scored 57 and returned 4 for 32 with the ball. So, good performance from him. Um, very good win for Sentinel. On the other hand, uh, not so great for St George's. I know. But I was a bit surprised. No disrespect to Lillyshaw. I was a bit surprised by this result. Mm. Um, 
they they played Lillishaw. Shaw. Lillis Shaw posted 184 for five, and St George's seconds, who were very strong in reserve division one last year, mm. were dismissed for 64. Charlie Conquest returning five for 36. Great return for him. So well done, Charlie. Um, but yeah, I was surprised by that because I, I I would have backed. As I say, no disrespect to the show, but I would have backed St George's to win that. Yeah, I mean, well, having a look at the side that St George's put out, there's not too many names that f- jump out as being familiar from last season. Obviously, Nas Akhtar and Matty Conniff was playing, but it was LBW for no for naught from it's Charlie Conquest. And, well, to be honest, I think he's one of the best. Well, he was... Probably he's, he's the he was the now. premier player in Division One, really, for reserve Division One last year, really. I think. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good bloke. Yeah, really top bloke. And yeah, it, it was a shock to me too to see that they got rolled basically by Lillishaw. But uh, well done, Lillishaw. Uh, yeah, they're, well, they're probably showing that they are going to be one of the teams to be right up there in Division 2 this year with that great result for them. Mm. Um, but then also another team who were with us in Division 2 who I thought were going to be, well, definitely really strong um, in Possibly the game of the week. What a game for Worthfield Seconds, yes. They played Wellington Seconds and lost out by one run. What a fantastic game. Wellington Seconds scored 148, all out. The damage being done by Piers Rowanhurst, and again, apologies if I pronounced that wrong. Six for 37. Mm. And in reply, Worthfield were one run short on 147, all out. Piers also, uh, a fan of the podcast and did comment, yeah, he commented on Twitter, so uh, obviously goes to show that if you comment on the, about the podcast you and you listen, <laughs> you score runs and take six wicket hauls, so well done um, Piers. Uh, no you don't, because I haven't scored any runs, I've got any wickets. <laughs> but just let me finish, uh, Lewis Rollison scored 64 in their 147, but what a game that, to lose by one run, fantastic. Mm. Yeah, Fox Davis only getting 27 as well. He'd, he'd probably be wanting to do better than that, wouldn't he? But uh, yeah, they are... Average about 500, didn't he, a couple of seasons? Yeah, well, I, to be honest, I think Warfield seconds are a strong overall outfit, to yeah. be honest. And yeah, I, the whole club is. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't see, I don't see them struggling this season. I actually see them being one of the better teams who, I, you know, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they put a good winning run together. Um, and 
Battle of the X Division 1 teams after that, really? Or do you want to carry on no, with that? I was going to say, there's no shame in losing to Wellington seconds. They're going to be strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Another strong team. Would they? Did they come down from the Birmingham League, I would assume? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a good start for them. Reserve setup, yeah. Yeah, the only Wellington team to win this weekend? No, the third team won as well. Uh, so second... four Wellington teams played, so fair play. Yeah, <laughs> to be able to put out four sides when some people are struggling to put two out on a Saturday and <laughs> the third on a Sunday, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. So yeah, moving on from that is uh, the battle of the ex-Division 1 sides is in Fortin and Roxeter. Low scoring affair, this Roxeter were dismissed for 68 and Fortin knocked them off four down, so one. Quite comfortably by six wickets. Shame to see Roxton struggling, my old club. Um, but I'm sure that they should be all right in Division 2, I think. Mm. It'll be but, interesting. But Ford will be strong as well. So, you know, it's, that's an interesting division. It'll take a few games like it always does because you never quite know. First game of the season, availabilities, especially around bank holidays and things yeah. like that. It'll yeah. start It'll start uh, showing it up. But, you know, yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens with those in that, in that division because I really think that's a real good mix of uh, of clubs. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a tight one. I really do. Yeah, it's going to be a hotbed. Looking, looking at the clubs now, I, I'm actually backing Sentinel seconds to go well, I think. Sentinel, yeah. Yeah. So you go Sentinel, I go Worfield twos. It'll be interesting to see. And, well, obviously Wellington twos as well uh, of, of the second teams and... Of the first teams, it'll be interesting to see how Welsh pool do, I think, and uh, Fortin. Um, but anyway, enough about that. We'll go on to your next clue for the quiz question teaser. Okay, so your second clue is that this team was formed thanks to a break-off from one of the bigger clubs who are applying their trade in the Premier Division when some players decided to break off from there and start their own club. After breaking off, they then chose the name of the one of the local villages which didn't currently have a club. So, your clues are, the players broke off from a Premier Division club, they chose the name of a local village that didn't have a cricket side, and also, they play nine miles away from this location. Answer will be revealed at the end. So yeah, like we said uh, earlier on, is that we can't obviously go into so much depth, otherwise we'd be here for four hours. So we like will most podcast. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna just quick. We're gonna quickly go through three to six, but we are still gonna like go through them. Um, Church Aston, so the team who I played on in pre-season, they looked decent when I played them, to be honest. Uh, they beat Frankton 2s. They did beat Frankton 2s, yes. Frankton uh, batted first, posted 104 for 4, and Church Aston knocked them off 3 down. So, good start for them, good win. Play 7 wickets. I've got fond memories of Church Aston, actually. I played there when I was... Mm. Like 16 for Cathedral mm. and scored some runs there. Mm. Gurji, I hope I pronounced your name right, mate. Uh, he's he's their star man, really. Um, he looks He's really good. And uh, he started off the season well with a 45 not out. It's always best way to start the season, I think, uh, with a red inker, don't you think, Joss? I wouldn't know. 
uh, beating Frankton. But yeah, and then the other game, the only other game that wasn't cancelled or abandoned in Division 3 was uh, Shelton's former first 11, now known as second 11, uh, faced uh, Wellington 3s. Which I, I think are two of the giants in this division. Um, I was a little bit surprised that um, Wellington beat Shelton. Mm. Shelton were dismissed for 125. Um, they're strong, Shelton seconds. They are strong for mm. Division 3, I think. And they got Ross Griffiths now, he played for them that day, because obviously they're, they're much stronger with the signings they made in the first. Mm. Um, but Wellington, oh, it was a close game. Wellington Thursday knocked them off eight down. So they only won by two wickets. But I, I think those two teams are going to are gonna lead the way in Division 3. It's my prediction. Yeah, I yeah I I completely agree with you there, and uh, arguably the best player in the Shelton second eleven, Jim Cadwallader. Not the best of starts with the bat, but a really good performance with the ball, Joss. Arguably the best, but you know, arguably yes, I suppose. <laughs> He's arguably the best. Yes, a good a good start with uh, two wickets. Uh, only going for forty runs off his nine overs. Arguably one arguably of the best. Arguably quite expensive. <laughs> arguably quite expensive. Mm. Uh, also arguably a top bloke. And uh, yeah. That's hope... arguable, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I love you, mate. <laughs> no, yeah. A good performance from, with the ball from Shelton. But uh, yeah, sadly not enough to see them over the line. And uh, yeah, you know, Shelton, we're good friends yeah, of the pod. Come, and we come uh, back all guns blazing. We know you'll do well. Um... And that moves us on to Division 4, where there was only one game that went ahead, and that was between uh, Chelmarsh and Kai Glass. Division 4. And it was a draw. There weren't many draws around this weekend, but um, heavily weighted in Chelmarsh's favour. Mm. They posted 185 for 5. Uh, star of the show was Stephen Zaylor, with an unbeaten 64. And Kai Glass's reply ended... 94 for 9. So, very much a losing draw for Kai Glass, but they mm. clung on for a draw, so well done. Interesting to see Stuart Ayres hasn't turned out for them yet, so it means that he could still probably play for this season. <laughs> but no, yeah. Uh, good start, and uh, yeah, Chelmarsh, I think they'll be they'll be decent. And like, well, like we said before, Wheaton, Aston, they'll be, they'll be up there, I think. And uh, yeah, well, we hope that Calverhall, friends of the pod, they'll uh, hopefully they'll do well as well. So now we move on to Division Five. Division Five. So in Division Five, much like Division One, uh, a division that we'd normally go into a bit more depth and uh, talk about Nick Williams' uh, fantastic captaincy and. Uh, Would we? <laughs> we want to still play, mate. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic selection. Yeah, and. Uh, how we've both uh, hit blistering knocks of two and three. <laughs> I've hit five this year. Oh, yeah, sorry, five, yeah. yeah. And, um, no, yeah, and how, well, how well we've done at Alberbury. Uh, but, again, no game for Alberbury as it was rained off at Monty. And the rain, by the way, in Wales, must have been bad. I don't know if you've seen how high the river is. Not quite as high as last time you were here, mm. but it is bloody high. And I spoke to um, Rob Jones, Simon's dad, at Frankwell at the weekend. And he'd come through um, Kersus. And he said it was just, you wouldn't believe there was cricket anywhere in Shropshire because of the state of the, the rain. Um, and we were in Monty, we were meant to be in Monty. So yeah. that's, that's what brought that up. And uh, apparently it was 
Just so bad. Just no, no chance at all. Well, when they posted it, they were going, it was to be no, of no surprise. But no, obviously, because if you're in Shrewsbury, there wasn't actually any rain in the yeah. evening or all day on that Saturday. It was just absolutely Baltic. Mm -hmm. um, but no, yeah, uh, good. It was, yeah, a shame not to get out, really. Uh, I was looking forward to having a game and getting getting our second 11 season started. And we... Named a pretty strong side, Joss. I think we've done well, yeah. Um, ten strong people and me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it's with uh, with Monty being one of the teams that are up there, it'd have been a good game. And um, yeah, Shane's well, not to go on. The last but... outdoor league game I played was against Monty last year at Monty, and we lost. Yeah, that was so, that was a, that was another green day as well, though. Yeah, that was you really on the stumps, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I did quite well, to be honest. I'm sorry. We lost on buys. <laughs> but no, I was actually going to bring that up at the beginning of the podcast, actually, how uh, the last time I came here, I had to wade through the River Seven, thanks to all the, <laughs> all the weather, and uh, now it's rushing, actually yeah. glorious, and I came here in a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, well, trousers as well, obviously, but... Um... <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, back onto Division 5, and yeah. um, the only game that went ahead... Wem second eleven dispatching Wellington Force. So yeah, so just I feel quite sorry for Wellington Force actually. I mean, they scored one hundred and fifty eight for six, which is a decent total. Duncan Taylor scoring fifty two. Andy Mortimer getting a five for five for thirty. Um, and Wem second's not off one wicket down, uh, with Oliver, Oliver Cooper getting a, an unbeaten sixty eight. Jack Davis scoring fifty five. The reason I feel sorry for Wellington Fourth is that they scored 158 and they're bottom of the league. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's only two teams played. Wellington, uh, sorry, Wem seconds are top, Wellington Fourth are bottom. Mm. And everyone else that didn't play is level in between. Although Aubrey actually second alphabetically. But, uh, we'll take that. <laughs> so it just seems harsh on Wellington. Um, so well done for getting the game on. But no, well, it's a good head start for Wem, who are one of the teams that you'd probably expect to be up there yeah. uh, in the division, really. Um, and, well, their number four, David Barnett, ended up playing on Sunday, but uh, we'll get on to that um, later in the episode. So now that moves us on to Division 6. Division 6. So yeah, as we move on to Division 6, and uh, only a few games on in this division as well. Uh, three called <laughs> off, and uh, first first things first, Colin first 11 getting off to a winning start against St George's Thirds. Great to see Colin getting a win. Um, uh, they're sort of affiliated to a club I used to be, you probably know I used to play for Oxford Grove, and Colin is sort of what used to be Grove, so I know a lot of the boys, so well done to them. Great win. They got 128 for 8. Um, St George's Thirds they were playing mm. they were dismissed for 87 it was great to see John, young John Yardley 4 for 19 and his dad Jamie getting 3 for 17 so between them mm. 7 for 36 what a great family effort well done boys really pleased for you yeah and I'll also give a shout out to uh, a lad who I know called Bayliss who uh, tries to play football Bayless um, Jackson. Bayless Jackson yeah he uh Tries to play football uh, with us uh, sometimes on a Monday. And uh, yeah, well, he didn't get off to the best of starts. Six runs and no wickets, but I back him to uh, do well this season. And he's just moved across from Beaumere Heath. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he does. And uh, yeah, 
it'll be a good signing. And uh, all the best, Bayliss. And uh, Bayliss. hopefully you're listening. If you are, sorry for sledging. Well. Yeah, yeah, sorry for sledging your footballing ability, but uh, I think you'll agree with me. Um, <laughs> finally, we move on to uh, Willie Twos, and who have a uh, friend of the podcast, Ian Slater. Slats playing for them, and they played against your old club, Acton Reynolds Second Eleven. Indeed, another one of my old clubs, yes. So, uh, looks like quite a close game. Reynolds scored 87 for 7. Um, no real outstanding performances. I think the runs were shared, and Willie knocked them off again. Seven down, so one by three wickets. So, on paper, looks like a close game. So well done, Willie. Seconds. Bad luck, Acton Reynolds. Try and bounce back next week. Yeah, and uh, well, winning start for Slate. So Slats even. So yeah, let us know uh, how you felt the game went, Slats, and uh, yeah, how you reckon you'll do. And it'll be yeah another division that I think will be interesting to see what happens and. All the other divisions below that and Sunday Division 2 didn't play. and They all start next week. Uh, so we now move on to the moment everyone's been waiting for. Sunday Division 1 and Alberbury's first game of the season. Sunday Division 1. So we move on to Sunday Division 1. Uh, a division which our third 11s just got promoted to and had a really good start. But before we get on to that. Uh, some other teams did play, <laughs> uh, which Josh are going to just want to well, see. Well, I'm glad you acknowledged there were other teams going. <laughs> so yeah, um, two other games, um, Frankton thirds against Cun thirds. Again, this is a close game. Frankton thirds, 153 for seven, good mm. total. Um, again, the runs and wickets must have been shared, and Cun thirds in reply ended up just. Eight runs short, so really close game, that. I do know for the Kun thirds is that uh, my sister's partner, uh, Bradley, he's, his friend called Chris Campbell, he actually captains the Kun thirds, and uh, he actually tried to get Bradley <laughs> to play a game of cricket. Oh, really? Bradley never played a game of cricket in his life, actively despises cricket, but loves a piss up. So, you know, that's, that's a good start. Yeah, but, uh, it should fit in well. It it, so, in well you know, anyway. they were struggling for a side, so to take it close and to get a draw out of that is quite a good result yeah, for them. Yeah. Well done, well done Sam. But I know Frankton, well, whenever I've, whenever we've played Frankton, they're 13, full of youngsters, so it's always good for them. And moving on from yeah, that. And the other game, uh, Maidley against Ponsbury, Maidley thirds against Ponsbury thirds. So Maidley, quite one side of this, Maidley thirds scored 182 all out. Um, 50s for Charlie Roach and Liam Keersley, I think it's pronounced. Um, to all them guys um, there was a fifer for Jay Haig I'm not sure if it's Joe Haig if it is it's Tom's brother but it might mm. not be um, he got five for 20 so all the Ponsbury in reply was skittled for 52 yeah um, some, some bloke called Extras scored 35 <laughs> so well done to him <laughs> uh, Matthew Nutting got 7 for 14 yeah, it's well. You knew, you know, Ponsbury haven't third eleven haven't done well when uh, your Facebook messenger goes quiet. Uh, well, anyone who's a Shropshire cricketer in Shropshire, you, you know, on a Sunday evening, if your uh, if if your Facebook messenger or your texts have gone quiet, you know that Ponsbury have done badly because that means that Ponsbury thirds Ponsbury thirds have done badly because Pud has not done very well. Uh, very sorry for Pud who. Uh, Came in at 11 and only managed to get two. Um, He's a very good friend of 
Yeah, very, very good friend of the pod. (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah. Um, Yeah, so hopefully Ponsby will bounce back and uh, yeah, interesting result. And then the final game before we get onto Alberbury. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Was uh, Shrewsbury versus Bridge North. Uh, So Bridge North fours uh, versus Shrewsbury fours in a high scoring tie. Um, I know nothing about this. Must <laughs> it's must have been put on late. Yeah, so uh, Shrewsbury Fords uh, in 40 overs put put on 216 runs. 216 runs, uh, including a not out for Alex Walker, who got 93 runs. We'll talk about more that, about that later. Um, and then there was also scores for Michael Walker, who got 20, and their captain, Alistair Pierce, who got 56. But they were beaten by Bridge North Fords, who came up last season, who we played against, and who blitzed the league, really. Um, Bridge North Fords knocked them off in 30 overs, scoring 217 runs. Uh, The stars of the show there being James White getting 82 and Captain Alex Starr getting 78. Uh, If Alex Starr is the captain who it was last year, he he scored loads of runs. He... uh, Runs for fun, but yeah, Bridge North are a strong side who show that they're... And they use nine bowlers. Yeah, going to go into the season strong there. Yeah, very good very good start and good talent. And uh, yeah, welcome to welcome to the division Bridge North. They're going to be contenders. So, without further ado, let's I'll move say, on. That's it for reserved uh, for Sunday Division <laughs> No. Yeah, let's it, move on. It. Let's move on to Alberbury's game against Wem. So yeah, we moved on to uh, the first game of the season. So, as we said... I'm going to leave the room. This is the James (laughs) Hurl show. (laughs) So yeah, there was no play for first or seconds for Alberbury on Saturday due to the weather. And uh, luckily there was no bad weather overnight. And uh, yeah, fortunately, Alberbury got to turn out for the third 11. And uh, yeah, it was an interesting day, Joss. I'm sure it was. Uh, Yeah, when... (laughs) Well, Alberbury turned up. I'll speak for it because I played. Uh, did you? Yeah, I did. Just about. Uh, we turned up. Um, well, because mainly, but due to the fact that some of our second, well, our second team didn't play. You know, we had a slightly stronger side than normal. But it's not. You know, no, we weren't. It's not. Not massively different from players who would normally play in a third eleven. Normally, we're all players who chip in and give a bit of a hand. You know. Uh, but we still try to give people who will be playing third team more of a go than us. Um, but yeah, we came up against the Wems third eleven side who haven't lost a game in Sunday Division One since so, June on last there. year. So, can we just go back? You say you give the people that play third division more of a chance than you. Where did you bat? <laughs> <laughs> well, I opened the batting. Oh, right, but, okay. Uh, okay. I I was I was forced to open the batting. I did ask to go middle order, but uh, James Lee did tell me that he wanted to go there. The reason being is that. Wem are a very, very strong outfit in uh, Sunday Division 1 and they only, the last time they lost a game was uh, the beginning of June last year which came to against, I can't remember now, I think it was either Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury or Sentinel. Uh, they only lost three, well, lost two games that season and conceded one. Um, so yeah, really strong outfit and uh, yeah, well, we did really well and we uh, scuttled them for 16 in uh well, just inside the overs. It's 116, actually, not 16. 
116, yeah. And uh, we skittled them for 116 inside 39 overs. Uh, some really good bowling performances. Uh, really good to see Matthew Harvey, our debutant from Shropshire Disability, making his debut in hardball cricket. He got the wicket, of, the prized wicket of former Wem first eleven captain Chris Peel. Uh, Fair play, good for him. Yeah, um, in his first ever game, that was that was fantastic, and yeah, Wem had a really strong batting lineup and. Yeah, to do that was really good and with some good laughs. And if you really want to read up about the game, you can go on to the, about the match report. Um, but yeah, it was it was a tough wicket and a slow outfield as could be expected. But yeah, then uh, me and Lara went out to bat and uh, we uh, carried our bats home and we knocked the runs off in 21 overs. Well, hang on, you, you mentioned the match report. I did see something on Facebook. It looked like you got the runs on the last ball because it did say it took you 45 overs. <laughs> so. Yes, yeah, that was a bit of a typo. That, um, it's I... easy to mistake 21.3 with 45, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, so on the template I'd forgot to put the overs. But then once I'd realised I'd made the mistake, I went back onto my Photoshop file and did. There was a bit of an error. And there was no time between running out to do the podcast and all the other things that I do. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, Massy Lara, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I did. I decided not to change it and to leave it, but luckily, but fortunately, everyone loves to point out my mistakes. So, yeah, well, plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was done. But no, I, I have to say, Lara, player of the match, she uh, bowled exceptionally well and uh, batted really well too, and carried 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 the innings really. And uh, I was lucky enough to start well with a. With a good old 50, which was nice. And like like you said, I've, uh, well, scored over 100 runs so far this season. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only 93 behind you. <laughs> uh, hopefully I can take that forward into the second 11 season and really kind of push on to be, you know, push on in the second 11, really. Well, I, well I'd blow my own trumpet. I, I would like to be at the top of the batting averages for the second 11 Uh that's where I'd like to see myself and, and really, then. yeah, and uh, yeah, push myself forwards and you know if I could if I could improve my fielding, which is the biggest thing that lets me down really, um, you know I would you know we've Tom got we've got a very much, we've got a very good <laughs> we've got a very good first eleven batting, but you know we'd like to be able to get a few more games there, but no, to be honest, just being I enjoy playing second eleven and it's a much it's a good group of people, it's a good laugh and. You know, we need more weddings if the likes of you and I are going to play in first. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. Uh, but and no, Aaron's getting married on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, just to keep us out. But no, yeah, I'd like to be the main, you know, main, you know, top of the batting runs for the seconds. But no, when I go down to the thirds, you know, I would like to think that I would be getting fifties. So yeah, it's nice to nice to get one. And it, it was it was it was a graft because on the pitch it was hard to play on and. Uh, yeah, first first game of the season. There's always nerves about even if you are going down as a third. You know you have to perform really, and uh, very sorry to Zem who got a little bit of pad rash. But uh, no, when good sports, also good tea spread as well, yeah. pizzas, scones, sandwiches, a nice variety. Um, I can't well, I can't really say too much because by the time I put all the social media posts out after the tea had gone, but. Uh, that's what happens when you play with uh, one of the Robertses. Uh, 
But no, yeah, very good club. And uh, we gave them the in- an interview and also Old Babri's 13 captains an interview. So let's have a listen to what they have to say. Okay, so uh, James here and we're here with Steve, who's the 13 captain of uh, WEM. And uh, it's, well, it's been quite a nice day today, but it was tough conditions and uh, unfortunately not probably not the result we'd want when we're talking to him. But uh, Steve, how do, you, how do you feel it went today? Yeah, I think the problem was the toss because uh, you lost it, <laughs> which meant I had to—I had no choice but to bat because we had one or two players today who were uh, slightly under the weather and didn't fancy fielding first, which would have normally been the uh, the choice here given the conditions. Um, but you know what, we we managed to get a side together mm. uh, for the first game of the season, brought in some youngsters, some new players, mm. and uh, did our best really, and it was it. On paper, we had a very good batting squad, but uh, as it turned out, we didn't have the application today for the first <laughs> game of the season. And your guys, you know, they bowled well uh, in the right areas, didn't try to bowl too fast. The conditions helped them, and uh, we just didn't play to our strengths today, which was which was unfortunate, really. Mm. Um, to be fair, you guys fielded really well. Mm. Uh, I think that was the difference today. You took your catches. And you definitely stopped a lot of runs in the in the field. Mm. That made a big difference. That will come as a surprise to many people who follow all the free cricket club. <laughs> but good, someone else said that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, well, normally whenever we play Wem, it's well to be honest, it's been a problem of ours for today. Like a lot of our youth are still playing football or um, still at school, but. Um, one one young lad for you, uh, especially, did really well with the bat and then came on and bowled a really good over at the end. Uh. Yeah, a young 13-year-old lad, who uh, his first game for the club, really, in, in earnest. And uh, we, we look forward to seeing him in little leggy. I didn't even know he was a mm. leggy. I thought he was seam up. Mm. Um, but it's first, day, first time ever bowling 22 yards. Mm. And... Uh, I think he had the opening bat in all sorts of trouble, to be quite honest. <laughs> he did. Could not get a bat on it. <laughs> he did. <laughs> uh, unlike the rest of our bowlers, which seem to bowl buffets up. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought, I, thought, I thought he bowled really well. And, um, no, it's what, well, it's what 13 cricket's about, really, and um, about giving the youngsters a chance. And uh, how, do, how, do you think, uh, how do you think your season will go on past today? Yeah, so I think um, we've got a very, very strong first team uh, this year. The the pro looks good. We've had some new players in. And so that should support our second team. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of our third team players from last year are now mm. in the second team. We've got a very good young lad, Ollie Cooper, who used to bat for us last year. He got mm. 68 not out yesterday, first knock of the season. So the, our biggest trouble is that we do promote the kids and we... Hopefully, give them a good grounding in the thirds, and mm. and they go on to play second and first team cricket. So, I think the thirds this year is going to be a bit of a struggle as we fight with, I don't know, football and mm. and other things for the young kids that we've got. And so it might be a bit scratchy, but you know we've we've got a good club, we've got a good setup, and uh, a lot of people generally are, are keen to play here, and it's a, a beautiful setting to play at. I mm. mean, we've got we've still got blue sky now, by the way. I know you can't mm. see it on a podcast, but um, <laughs> we've had blue sky today, which at 8 p.m. last night, I really wondered if we'd get a game in today mm. and thought we'd have to scratch. So mm. it's been really good, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it's, as someone who's... I've played here a few times now, it's always a really nice place to come and play your cricket, and it's always, you know, 
the, the people who come and watch are knowledgeable and you know it's always nice and it's you know it's good chat and uh, the people the people playing cricket play it in a good good manner you know and uh, we've got a really good thing going on here and uh, yeah final thing who are the who are the people who are the players who we're going to look out for across third team and then ones and twos for this season for when <laughs> third team third team this year unfortunately is the geriatrics so uh, <laughs> I don't think there'll be much looking out for us this year um, I like to think I do a little bit of batting myself but uh, I was undone this year but like I say a couple of our players are injured so I, I work away a lot, so I haven't been able to see the, the guys in the net. So we'll see. Second team, like I say, we've got young Ollie Cooper, young Ben Parry. Bolding was down to bowling the first this year. He's only 17. Mm. So we've got a young club generally. Mm. The, I think the average age in the first team is probably about 26. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's a very young club. Um, and so unfortunately now for us, all the uh, the old fogies and the geriatrics are moving into the thirds. <laughs> so we don't, you know, the average age today I think was probably about, I'll be I'll be polite and say 38, mm. um, and that's only because we had the 13 year old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean as a, a club as well, we've had Martin Davis has come back to mm. us this season, who's I mean he's a quality player when he when he plays the ball. I've never hit, seen anybody hit the ball so easily so far as him. Um, so I think, you know, all in all, it looks good for the club this year, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, putting your putting your neck on the line, where do you, where do you hope to finish it there, come the end of the season? It's it's going to be a challenging season this year, I think, because third team cricket, as I explained to a couple of them, is it, it really changes year on year because mm. the, the teams aren't consistent. Mm. Uh, I mean, if we finish mid table, I think I'll I'll be happy. Sort of mm. in that top five, really, would be be a good finish for us this year. Okay. Thank you very much, Steve. I look forward to seeing you on the next one and see you on the podcast. Thank you very much. No problem at all. Thank you. Okay, so we're here outside uh, Wems Pavilion after the first game of the season for Alberbury after Saturday, where unfortunately seconds and firsts got rained off. Uh, but uh, got some play today, and James Lee and Gareth Phillips on their first game, and it was quite successful, guys. Uh, yeah, certainly was. Got a, got a great <laughs> start there. We we sent James out for the toss. Had an unusual situation. And Came back. The opposition won the toss, but couldn't decide whether to battle ball. Wandered back into the pavilion, <laughs> and lo and behold, they decided to bat. Yeah. So uh, first first game of cats. How do you feel it went, Jimmy Lee? Uh, smoothly, I would say. Uh, I would have actually, I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. I think bowling would have won, so they, yeah, went well. Kind of did what we wanted, yeah. And uh, it's, it's a really good result coming to a club like Wem, I think, today. And uh, They lost two games last season. Yeah, they lost two games. The last time they lost was in July or something, and they lost, the two teams they lost to were Sentinel and Shrewsbury, and the other game was cancelled off, I think. Uh, it was the other one that they haven't won. But, no, yeah, it'll be a big win that goes forward to the rest of the season. But how do you... Uh, how do you think this sets us up? Hopefully very well. The only concern is whether the people that did most of the wicket-taking and the run-scoring, whether they'll be with us next week. <laughs> wink, wink, Nick Williams. <laughs> well, the good news is that at least one of the bowlers won't be with us but won't be missed. And he seems to be holding the phone in front of me. They <laughs> 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 new second-team opening bowler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, good, good all-round performance from the bowlers. 
Yeah, yeah, good. The wicket around. Yeah, good to see. Uh, good to see the new debutant uh, get a wicket as well. Yeah, seven bowlers used. Matt Harvey bowled really well. Yeah, no, it, it, it was good. We saw we, we saw Gus Gus showing that an old man can still do it. Mm. Um, we saw a good a good open partnership. Wilco yet again oh. got a swing everywhere, but couldn't get a wicket. Um, Ed Roberts was really quick. Really mm. speedy. Well, he was quick for Roberts. Obviously, that's compared to Owen. But I mean, compared to most people, <laughs> he was average. I would have said. Yeah, yeah. It's... And Lara bowl. Lara was a pick of a bowlers. Yeah, Lara. Um, Lara. I thought Lara bowled. Having really well the new ball thrust upon her. Mm. Yeah. She looked like a rabbit in the headlights, and she wallowed in it. Loved it. Yeah, she plucked it out, didn't she? Great yeah. performance from Lara. And uh, no, yeah, I think it goes to say a lot about uh, Shropshire disability and the work that they do for the performance that Matthew Harvey did today mm. in his first game in hardball cricket for us. He, he was great in the field. Yeah, he, he was. He, he really was. Everything behind it. Really enthusiastic. Love seeing that in the field. Backed up better than anybody else in the team. Mm. Um, yeah, great, great to see. Yeah. So back at home next week, knocking away, knocking at home. Sorry. Yeah. Looking knocking, forward to it. Knocking at home. We had a good season again last season. Mm. Yeah. I. Quietly confident. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, guys, and well done. Thank you. Okay, so we've moved off from our roundup, and now we go on to the bit everyone's been waiting for. So, who are going to be in our Team One Team of the Week, and who are going to be the nominations for Player of the Month? Cal Corners Team of the Week. Joss. So I'll start it going. I think you can't look any further for our opening batsman of our Team of the Week. You can't look any further than the Newport opening batsman. I think both of them. Yeah. I think both of them, yeah. So our one and two, May Sam Jaffrey, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, and Sam Paps, well done. You're getting your uh, opening slot uh, for their unbeaten 256 opening partnership for Newport versus Boma Heath. Be interesting to find out from anyone from Newport if that is your highest ever opening partnership. Uh so, we've got four more slots uh, for our batsmen, and uh, I've gone for Sam Paps as our wicketkeeper in there. Uh, four more slots for our wick- for our batsmen. Who who are we going to go for? Who do you reckon? I'm I, I'm going to put out there Michael Dear Iacovo from Warfield. I, I'm with you on that, but I, I think we need to start. Picking people with easier to pronounce surnames. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think his slot oh, yeah. with his... 82 off 83 balls, wasn't it? 82 off 83 on debut. Yeah. Good knock in a in a knock that ultimately won the game for them. Yeah, and yeah. that's good. We're worthy of the number three slot, I think. So, so far, Jaffrey, Paps, Diakovo... <laughs> Or di, my let's call him. Let's call him. Mike. <laughs> call him Mike. Yeah. Um, next in, I'm not quite sure. Craig Heath. He had a good knock for Central seventy two. Um, see, see, my argument would be possibly another Central player who played for Central twos had a great all round performance. Niall Salisbury. Mm. He got a forfeit and scored fifty. Or, or was it? Yeah, I think he got fifty. Great all round performance. So hmm. he's generally an opening bat as well. Okay, okay. So I think well we'll, we'll go we'll, we'll go with I think we'll go with Salisbury then. So I think Salisbury will fit Sorry, in. Sorry, Zim. I think uh Salisbury will fit in at number six. Um, number five, actually, at number five. 
Yeah. No. no we'll, that's four. four. Well, we'll put him in the all-rounder spot, so we'll put him in at six. Okay. I think number four, I've gone for Alex Walker of Shrewsbury 4th 11 with his 93 not out. Maxing a new higher score and also... Sadly, on the losing side, but 93 not out. One of the highest scores of the weekend. Uh, up there with Sam Paps. Shoe in for our number four slot, yeah, I think. Absolutely. No arguments there. And I can already hear the rumblings from uh, from Quat. And no, we aren't going to leave him out. I think just for the shit, just for the way that he'd gone about it. And uh, one of the only hundreds of the weekend, Terry Hughes. I think he has to get our other slot. Don't you think, Joss? Yeah, anyone that scores 100, especially off 113 balls and the way he did it, he's got to be in. So, yeah. there we go. There's our batsman in our team of the week. So, we've got Jaffrey at number one. Um, Paps at two. Diakovo. Mike. <laughs> we'll call him Mike. Yeah, Werfield, please do let us know how to pronounce his name. That'd be fantastic. Uh, in at three. Alex Walker in at four. Terry Hughes in at five, and Salisbury in at six. I just think, someone who nearly missed out there, I think, Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis, yeah. 75 for Bayer, he was up there in our thoughts, but um, narrowly missed out. 12th man, probably, carrying the drinks. Mm. Moves us on to our bowlers. So, uh, with our bowlers, our best figures for the weekend are... We've got to go. Well, first person name on the team sheet. It's got to be Matthew Nutting of Maidley Threes, yeah. who picked up seven for fourteen against Pontsbury. Uh, it's his th- only his third ever five wicket haul. So well done, Matthew. You get in our slot, and we'll place him in at eight. So anyone else, Joss? Um, I think you got to look at Piers Rowanhurst for Worfield six for thirty-six. Yeah. Really good performance from Piers. Uh, 6 for 36 in a new division. Yeah. Werfield 2's winning performance. Was it winning performance? Yeah. No, losing performance. Losing by one run. We're sorry to remind you about that, Piers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only fifth ever five-wicket haul from Piers, so he'll be really happy with that. Three of those actually came in one season, but enough about that. Uh, You've been stalking it. <laughs> I haven't all this information. Play cricket, mate. Oh, play cricket. Play cool. cricket. You need play to get cricket. Job, mate. <laughs> um, after that, um, a player you really rate, Joss. Charlie Conquest. Charlie Conquest, good player. Yeah, yeah Charlie. Five thirty-six against St George's seconds. And that's a strong St George's team. He goes yeah, in there. Yeah, he's doing um, well there. And uh, Gareth Jones, another team per- person, taking his taking his total to six hundred and eleven career wickets with his twenty first ever five wicket haul. He picked up. <laughs> <laughs> I do my research, Josh. Well, you just stop it. Scary. He picked up six of thirty four for quite against all Scott. Uh, which leaves us with one more slot, and I've gone for Andy Mortimer of Wem, five for 30. That is his first ever five wicket haul. Well done, Andy. Congratulations. So, we'll recap this, recap the 11. So, we've got, <laughs> I don't know why we keep recapping it because can't, I can't pronounce any of them. My son, Jeffrey, Sam in at one, Sam Paps in at two. Mike in at three, <laughs> Alex Walker in at four, 
Terry Hughes in at five. Neil Salisbury in at six. Niall. Niall, sorry, in at six. Piers Rowanhorse in at seven. Matthew Nutting in at eight. Charlie Conquest in at nine. Gareth Jones in at 10. And Andy Mortimer in 11. I think it, I think so, it so, goes without saying. I hope they all got a jog in. So I'm quite surprised there's no place for extras that had such a good performance for Ponsby Fields. <laughs> it's called 35 out of 52. The standout performance for Ponsby. Yeah, I'll be looking to see how extras end. gets on for the rest of the season. But yeah. no, yeah. We hope you all did the good thing and you all got a jog in um, for the rest of your teammates. But yeah, sorry Craig Heath on just missing out. And... That moves us on to nominations for Player of the Month. So with Player of the Month, what we're going to do is we're going to pick three players from our team of the week. And what we're going to do is we're going to leave it up to you guys to vote uh, for who are going to be our Cow Corner Player of the Month. Uh, from you, the listeners, I think it's only right. Uh, so we're going to pick three of them and it's going to go down onto a Facebook vote. Uh, or maybe five. How many do you fancy just three or five three or go with and uh yeah if you have any suggestions during the uh during the season during the week in between podcasts do let us know for reasons why so you know if it's a young lad uh who it's his first game or something like this and they do especially well or it's their first ever hundred or things like this you know we would like to feature these people so just who who are you thinking out of our team of the week is going to be fill one of our first three slots for for nomination for player of the month? Well, I'm going to go for just because of the all round performance, Niall Salisbury. Yeah. Because he got runs and wickets, and most of them I've got runs all wickets. Mm. But Niall got fifty seven and four for thirty two. That's uh, Monty, so I'm going for Niall. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll back you with that one. I I couldn't go far wrong with that. Um. Then. For me, I I think Terry Hughes winning the change he changed the game for Quat comes in and the way that he's gone about getting that hundred, taking well, the game may have already been taken away from Old Scott, but you know, without that hundred, what would have happened and you know, could it have been a tighter game? I think I think you fit him in there, but then if you fit him in there you know, you've got another, you've got Alex Walker missing out possibly or Sam Paps missing out possibly or Jaffrey or, you know, one of the lads who've got a good bowling performance in there missing yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we probably want one batsman, one bowler for this second two slot. What do you think? Or do you reckon we should go with two batsmen? Or do we go with two bowlers? What are your thoughts, Joss? Well, I know who I'd go with. Who would you go Sam with? Sam Paps. Sam Paps, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think so uh, I, I, I know he's played well. Going by the scorecards, he played second fiddle to um, Jaffrey, my son Jaffrey, but he's a seventeen-year-old lad, mm. and I think it's the first time he's played in the first. So to get an undefeated ninety-three mm. is it deserves something else. And, and no disrespect to my Sam Jaffrey, but. Um, well, I think I think I think in that case he would more than well more than likely tip his hat to Sam Paps. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Sam Paps takes our second berth. Uh, so Niall Salisbury in at one, uh, Sam Paps in at two. So third spot. Got to go for a bowler. Got to go for a bowler. There you go with it. Okay, so oh, 
Tough one. I'm not quite sure, really. So, figures alone, you'd be looking at Matthew Nutting, Piers Rowanhorse, or Gareth Jones. But then, do you look at Andy Mortimer getting his first ever five-wicket haul? Also a youngin. Um, well, as in he's not probably 30, I don't think. But, um, but yeah. I'm just wondering, the information you know about these cricketers, Hurley, I think you possibly... Look at them on Tinder as well. As play, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, well, no, it's just before we came out here, I just uh, I just realised that I may have to actually know something about the players. <laughs> it may help shape how we go through. So, so does it have their age on play cricket? No, but it you kind of... on Tinder. <laughs> no, but uh, I think, you know, kind of the fact that they'd only played, they only started playing cricket in 2016 or 2015 so kind of gives you an yeah. idea. <laughs> Well, we're guessing, we're guessing. Andy Mortimer, maybe a 40-year-old bloke, but we don't know, we're, we're kind of guessing here. But uh, young, young in the cricketing. Steve Morris. Oh, right. well, well young, playing cricket. young in their cricketing careers anyway. Um, but no, yeah, well, I try to do some research because, you know, the people may want, you know, may want an educated view on these things. Um, if you don't, then fair enough, that's what you're here for, Joss. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Um, what are we thinking then, Joss? I, it's down to you, mate. It's down to a tough me. One. It's a tough one. It is a really tough one because they're all the... <sighs> hmm. I think you've got to look at... I think we've got to look at people. Piers, really good performance. Well done, mate. But, you know, if you're going to be in this player that you've got to have, it's got to be a part of a winning team, I think. So. Well, I will throw into the equation is that Charlie Conquest got 5.36. That was against St George's Seconds, who I thought were one of the stronger teams in that division. Yeah. So they're five well-earned wickets. Mm. But, you know, don't let me sway you. <laughs> don't let me sway you, but I'm going to sway you. Uh, but, but he got five, his others got seven or six. So yeah. I think, yeah, I know. I, I think it's very hard to look too far away from a, a lad who's got seven for 14 really yeah, yeah. seven for 14 you, you you can't you can't you can't i don't really think you, you can really not put him in you know seven you, well if you get seven for 14 and don't get put put get nominated i think you'll be pretty hard done by i think yeah, but yeah. you know it's not to say that everyone else didn't perform well but yeah i think yeah well done, Matthew. Matthew Nutting well, gets our okay. final spot. So, our first three nominations for Player of the Month are Niall Salisbury, Sam Paps, and Matthew Nutting. So, remember... Voting opens <laughs> now! <laughs> so, yeah, you can go to our Facebook page uh, or have your say on Twitter or on Instagram, preferably on our Facebook page because that's where we can collate it and just keep it on, keep it going and we'll create the poll on there. Um, but yeah, well done guys and uh, we look forward to seeing who wins out. So we come to the end of another possibly massive podcast. I haven't, I haven't edited it yet, but I, I think we could, it could be a bit of a long one, but hopefully you've all enjoyed it and uh, yeah, any feedback or any any comments or anything you want to get involved with, you know, we are more than, we more than want you to get involved, really. Keep the comments coming. Yeah, we want, it's about the, it's positive about. Positive or negative? Yeah. We're thick-skinned. 
<laughs> Especially Joss. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, we really want you to get you guys to get involved and uh, any bits that you can give us or anything that you can help us with, uh, more than more, more than welcome. And please, please keep sharing it and please keep listening, really. Uh, remember to like and share. Um, the bat stickers are in the post, so we will be able to give out the bat stickers hopefully by the next podcast. Um, so when we do get them delivered, we will be posting that up on the Facebook and Twitter. We will keep on doing this as what well, weekly and uh, end of next month, you're all in for a treat as we are off on tour. Bring it on! So when we're on tour, we will be giving a slightly um, pissed up podcast. <laughs> Even more pissed up podcast. <laughs> um, where you'll be able to hear everything that's going on on tour and going through that. So... All that leaves me to say is uh, thank you very much, Joss. Cheers, Hurley. Been a good session again. Yeah, no worries. And uh, we'll see you for the next one, guys. Cheers, boys. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.